What's going on, everybody? So, uh, I've been thinking about how I'm going to keep, how I'm going to do this episode. Um, I've been doing, I've been thinking about this for a long time now. It comes down to the, and the episode is really about how to become more objective. What does it mean to be more objective? Why be more objective? You know, things like this. Because uh, I think this is important. And not that being more objective means that you are more truth, that you are, that your uh, version of truth is absolutely true or whatever it is. Uh, It has more to do with noticing reality. Uh, just because you're noticing reality doesn't mean that reality is always going to be, that your perception of reality is always going to be correct, but you're noticing it. You're at least attempting to notice it. So what, what, what are, what does it look like to be objective? I think there's a couple of basic spectrums to this. Um, the first one you can use is emotion or reality over emotion. This is very important because what I've typically noticed is that your mind, if it has something that is annoying, and there's there's some deep detail when we can go into it with this, but when your mind notices something that's annoying, instead of actually noticing the reality, which is the thing that's annoying, it focuses on the annoyance itself and the emotion itself over the real thing itself. <clears throat> and this may sound like uh, very uh, true and civil. It's like, oh yeah, David, we get it. You know, people choose emotions over reality. Whatever. What does that matter? What? Why is that important, right? Uh, and the answer is, it's important because if you understand that what you're doing is choosing emotion over reality. There's a couple of implications to this. Number one is that that's going to increase your struggle, your suffering, your, you know, whatever it is that you're dealing with. Number two is you're going to be, number two is that if you are going to do this, emotions emotions are very fickle, they're very uh, changeable, and so you're going to be very, very unstable as a person. Very unstable, and and actually we can see this uh, with a lot of the being triggered uh, crowd that we're seeing in the past ten years or so. People are being validated to such an extreme degree to where, like, the second they're not validated, the second that truth hits them in the face they're like oh no this is triggering to me and i want to save space and this kind of stuff um of course the problem isn't that safe spaces are wrong or shouldn't exist i believe in certain forms of safe spaces the question isn't should we have a safe space the question is is your safe space in a mode for escape or is it a mode for 
help you, helping you to, uh, uh, what's the word I'd use? <sighs> helping you, is it basically a, a matter of escaping reality or is it helping you? Is it a matter of, sorry, is it a matter of escaping reality or dealing with reality? Because one form of a safe space, you're escaping reality. It's feelings over facts, it's this kind of stuff. The other form of safe space, basically what you're doing is you're calming yourself down, you're relaxing, you're choosing peace over suffering, or you're choosing to you know, wind down because you're overwhelmed or whatever it is. Those are different kinds of safe spaces. Um... That's the difference, right? Are you doing this to escape from reality? Because if you are, you're not going to be able to succeed for very long um, before something starts happening. Um, so, small escapes versus large escapes as well. And some escape from reality is normal as long as it's not like, you know, you could escape from reality. Like, I'm going to... Uh, Go sit down and I'm going to meditate. I'm not going to think about the world for a while. But eventually I'll, I'll get up and I'll think about the world or I'll think about something that's happening or whatever it is. Right? That's the basic difference. So, emotion over reality. If you, number one, if you do this, you're going to be um, suffering a lot, a lot more. You know, a lot more unstable because you're not really going to be able to know where the wind is blowing in a lot of ways. Because the wind, your wind is blowing constantly. And it's blowing in weird directions at constant angles and, or at different angles and things like this. So choosing reality over emotion takes different forms. It could be choosing reality over annoyance, choosing reality over upset or surprise or whatever it is like oh i didn't know this was gonna happen oh, well it did happen well, you know why does it matter that, that you didn't know that was gonna happen i mean you may be this important for you to understand when it comes to like the mind like oh wow i didn't know this was gonna happen because uh you know i was thinking too much of this or whatever it is that's 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 important to do as well but if you are just stating your mind, your opinion, whatever it is, in this kind of way, I don't think that's really going to help you that much. Especially if that's what you're stuck on, you know, this kind of thing. Um, that does not mean, by the way, that you, you ignore your emotions or you suppress your emotions. Actually, what it means is that you become aware of them, you notice when they're influencing you, and you take you, you understand that's part of reality. What I'm talking about really has to do more with confusing emotions, the emotional state. There's like this implicit uh, thing that happens. It's really freaky, actually. It's, it's really interesting. But basically, there's this thing that happens where uh, an emotion happens. And it's like you interpret this emotion into a, a sort of reality. Uh, like, 
to give an example, like if I'm annoyed, that must mean this person must have done something to me, whatever it was. When really, in reality, typically speaking, in most cases, what has actually happened is that you you uh, saw something extra, or you uh, are putting this thing upon this person. You know, typically speaking, you know, people are responsible for their own emotions and their own thoughts and things like this. You know, it might be true. It might be something that you think when it comes when you're emotional that somebody should have done this, but really they didn't do that. They never. They never did. So why, why say that? Why complain about it? Why think about it? You know this kind of stuff, right? Um, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about ignoring emotions, destroying emotions, you know, suppressing them. I'm talking about becoming aware of the influences of them, because if you're not aware of them, they will control you. Because that's how they work. Um, so that's the first one: emotion or a reality over emotion. And reality just being means like the, the stuff around you. Um, you know, we can get to reality as far as like things that you think you know, but haven't experienced and stuff like that as well. But like, a lot of that is is mostly just guesswork and based on books or whatever it is that you're you're interested in. All you really know, honestly, if you think about it, is what you experience around you and inside of you as well, like your emotions. Your thoughts. Like, you don't know anything else. You don't know. Like, if you haven't been to Alaska, you don't know what it is. You don't... You've never been there. So you can't say if Alaska actually exists or not. Um, you know, that sounds insane to say, but like... But you've never been there. You don't know what it is. So if you don't know what it is, how can you say that it's actually a real thing? You might have seen pictures, but you don't know where those pictures actually are referring to. Um, and so when I'm talking about reality, I'm talking about what you can actually become, what you're actually aware of, what you've actually become aware of in the past, things like this. Um, that way we can avoid arguments about flat earth and round earth and all this stupid shit. It's, it's not really important to what we're trying to do here. So let's bring this to the second one. Reality over opinion. Real, reality over opinion or belief. Uh, we're both. Um, reality is what you can sense, what you've been aware of in the past, what you've been aware of now. You know, you can always mis mistranslate reality. You can always misperceive it and things like this, but... You know that's that's why it's important to become be, be, be open be 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 aware of the possibility that you like you might have misperceived something. Um, and this is why this is part of this. Uh, uh, this is why this is the second uh, point to be had on this episode. Reality over belief, opinion, or your know, thought, whatever it is. Right, um, and you know, I already I already know people are, are going to be like, well, we already know that like um, science that says that like the mind and, or in the, and 
like what you perceive as a reality is a reality. We can get into that, but that's not really important to what we're doing here. We're going into what we can actually become aware of. You, you're not, you're not aware of that. That's the problem. You're not, even if that is true, which it, it is in some way, a lot of ways very true. You're not aware of that. You can actually, you can't actually sense that within your own awareness. And so, no amount of you parroting that as truth and statements is is going to get you to see that. Um, so we can get into that later. So reality over belief, opinion, thought, things like this. Um, you know, because if you are stuck in opinion and belief over what is actually being sensed, over what is actually being, over things that you're actually like aware of within the here and now, whatever it is, um, even in the past to a certain extent, as long as that, as long as you're backing that up and verifying that by what is here as well, things like this, um, you know, you as a person, have all kinds of opinions and beliefs and and, and and thoughts about things. But the question is, are those things true? Can you find them in reality? And awareness. You might be aware of them as thoughts and, and opinions and beliefs. But those thoughts and opinions and beliefs are... A, a part of reality, but the th- but the thought, but the thoughts and opinions and beliefs themselves are not reality. Like for instance, you can notice that you you believe that like God exists, but do you see a God anywhere in reality, or do you notice it, or whatever it is? Um, and we can get into different different levels of this because there, this is there's a lot of subjectivity, or there's a lot of relativity. But that relativity is still very much based in what, it, what you can become aware of. Uh, <clears throat> we have to stop making this, uh, you know, there's this kind of implicit assumption you can have where you can think that like relativism, relativity and being, you know, ultimate relativism and stuff like this is very much subjective. But actually, what I find is that it's not actually that way at all. Um, because definitely what I've noticed in a lot of cases, unless you're getting to like the extra, the stage screen levels and a little bit beyond this and stuff like this as well, is that in most cases, the subjective mindset of most people, like stage blue, especially in stage purple and whatnot, is actually very, very not relative. Now, if you're starting to get into stage green and a little bit and beyond to a certain extent, you are, we're talking about spiral dynamics here. If you want to know more about that, you can uh, search for spiral dynamics on YouTube or I have, I have episodes on my um, podcast on this as well. And I want to do a deep episode on deeper episodes on this in the future. But if you are not those things, you won't be very relative. And so it's not really about being subjective versus objective. It's actually more about like, um, it can be, um, you know, like we can get that to that level with, with stage green and new ageism and stuff like this, where it's like, oh, my truth equals, it, it is not the same as your truth and all this kind of stuff. Uh, where it's not really about like, 
absolute truth and objectivity and this kind of stuff. It's about evening out and almost destroying objectivity. Trying to make it into a non-thing, a thing that doesn't exist. Um, which is exactly where it ends up being not relative in a lot of ways. Because to be ultimately relative is to become aware of the objective and subjective. Um, noticing reality, noticing what is in reality. And noticing the relativity within the reality as well. And I know a lot of people would be like, oh, but reality is not relative. It's very, but in a lot of ways it is. It's very much based on like where you are. Like if you're in space and you're looking at the earth, it looks round. But if you're on the earth, you don't see any rounds anywhere. You don't see any curves unless you're like on a mountain. And so in that way, it's very relative. Uh You know, you could look from a television from the front or from the back or from the sides or whatever, and that gives you different angles and, and views and stuff like this. Um, but that's not the same thing as the subjective relative, or it's more about your opinions or your emotions or whatever it is. A lot of those things are very, very much connected to, as well. Your opinions, your emotions, beliefs are very much, very much tied into each other. Um... So, in this case, your, your reality is what you come, become aware of, what you're aware of, what's, what's actually happening right now. Uh, and you could say, well, my reality says, my, my opinion is this. But your opinion, your thoughts, your beliefs, whatever it is, are, are thoughts. The thoughts themselves are a part of reality, but the thought, but the uh, the content within the thoughts are not necessarily a part of reality. Like, for instance, to give an example is, let's say you have a mindset that says, well, the earth is flat, right? Um, so within reality, you have the thought of the mind is flat. And so you could assume that because this is a part of reality, that, that this must be true, but what what I'm talking about here, and we're, we're making a very deep distinction here, uh, a very difficult distinction in a lot of ways, is that you might have the thought within, there, there might be a thought within reality that says the earth is flat, but that thought of the earth is flat is not true necessarily, but the thought is true. The thought is a, still a part of reality. Of course, a part of reality and true are different things is what I'm separating the two things because a lot of times truth gets mixed up with opinions and beliefs and you have to learn how to separate these two um and so this is why i'm using the word reality instead of truth because truth is often uh subjugated to your emotions your beliefs and opinions and stuff like this and so i'm using the word reality for a very specific reason awareness what you can become aware of what you are aware of um 
especially things that are outside of your thoughts. Your thoughts are, are part of reality, but your thoughts are not reality. Um, that's, a, that's a very deep, but um, often not seen distinction. You know, most people will say, well, your thoughts are not reality. Your thoughts are not reality. Um, and what they're referring to is like, if you have a thought that says like, I am, I am a, a pink elephant and you're actually not a pink elephant. What they mean is that you aren't actually a pink elephant, even if you, your thoughts are saying you're a pink elephant. Uh, and that's true. That's, that's, you know, something you can become aware of in reality. But that does not mean that your thoughts are not a part of reality. They are a part of reality, but they aren't. But the content, the uh, the thoughts themselves, are not reality. You know, the thought of "I'm a pink elephant" is not a, a true thought. A thought you can actually see within reality. But the thought "I'm a pink elephant" is within reality. If that makes any sense. Um, um, that thought is there. You can become aware of that thought. But you can be also become aware of the unreality, the inaccuracy of this thought within awareness, within aware, within reality, within real reality aware consciousness. Um, and so there's there's a couple of reasons why I'm, I'm differentiating reality from truth here. Uh, one of them I already gave you. The other one is. That with truth, there really doesn't seem to be any wiggle room. But with reality, we can at least make the distinction that, like, well, you can always have reality. And the misperception of reality, the uh, misunderstanding that you have about what reality actually is and things like this. Um, you know, your mind is very much kind of like very good at uh what's the word i'm looking for here it's very good at tricking you into believing that its thoughts are reality its thoughts are truthful at least you know i don't think anyone actually thinks that that what they're actually doing is lying i think most of the time, I think that most people think that what they think is actually true. And most people disagree on what truth is because of that. That's why I, I stay away from words like truth. I'm using the word reality for a very specific reason. And I, I even defined what reality seems to be in this case. We can, we can argue about like what, well, what you're defining is not reality and this kind of stuff. But that's. A subject for a different time and a different area and, this, and stuff like this. Like I said before, that may be true. That may be something you can even become aware of. But you're not aware of that right now. You don't actually know that. You're inheriting that from, from science and studies and stuff like this. But you can actually become aware of that yourself. Through noticing your thoughts and noticing different things like this as well. Uh, this is something that you can actually learn how to find. Of course, the problem is most people don't actually know this. Most people don't actually find this themselves. And so they almost implicitly trust what their thoughts are telling them, their, their reality is telling them. Sometimes that's a good 
decision. Oftentimes, I find that uh, the the uh, uh, and I'm trying not to get too deep into the deep the weeds here, but what I find is the answer to that question is that in a sense that is true, but that's referring to uh, what we call ontological versus utilitarian in a sense. I don't know if that's quite the right words, but like what I mean by that is like what we're, what science is referring to is what they're actually trying to get down to. And I don't think they're actually going to be able to get to down to it, to be honest with you, because of the nature of the mind and the nature of our physical bodies and stuff like this. But what they're actually trying to get down to and what this is actually referring to is what you could what you could call true reality, reality with a capital R, which is like, you know, because we you could say like, well, our perceptions of reality is is uh, not necessarily the most correct, and what we're what they're referring to is like, well, you can't see the atoms and you can't see the subatomic particles and stuff like this, because science is attempting to get to the ultimate truth with a capital T, which is where this is coming from. But for our purposes, we're just looking at reality from a more utilitarian perspective, where it's like, well, I mean, that may be true, and we can get into how you can actually become aware of that yourself. But for practical purposes, and for all intents and purposes, you don't actually know that, and that doesn't really matter in the long term because we're not actually trying to become aware of truth with the capital T. Because I think that's, in a lot of ways, for most people, uh, a very a waste of time endeavor, endeavor in a lot of ways because it's not really going to help you in your life. It's not really going to help you in even understanding a lot of these things. Because... There is a large difference between truth with a capital T versus utilitarian and practical reality. Assuming truth with a capital T even exists, but that's another episode. <laughs> um, and so that's what they're referring to. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about um, utilitarian reality, practical reality, becoming aware of what you can become aware of. The stuff they're talking about, you can't become aware of that because the truth with a capital T is very much something that you can't prove or disprove um, in, in a lot of ways from where you are, where you're standing, this kind of stuff. Um, what else? There's, there's more that I can go into with that as well because a lot of that as well is kind of based on like this mindset of truth with a capital T and there's a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for here there's a lot of problems you can get into mind problems, philosophical problems things like this but by focusing just purely on the truth with capital T you know, there's a reason why I'm, I'm not real a, a big a real big fan of this idea of truth with a capital T, actual reality. You know, because the problem is, what how do you define what actual reality is? What does that actually look like in this kind of thing? 
Now, if you've if you've read *The Case Against Reality* by Donald Hoffman, and I know we're going going into a lot of detail, but this is very important. If you've read that book, you understand that a lot of those things that science is pointing to, anyways, is not necessarily reality, anyways, because of the way that the, the uh, evolutionary evolution works. Um, because evolution is not about getting you to ultimate reality; it's about helping you to reach these utilitarian and practical means. Like, how do you survive? How do you eat? How do you uh, survive as a species long term? Hundred thousand years ago, from now, or whatever it is, uh, hundred or a thousand years, not hundred thousand years, um, things like this, and for that you do not actually need to know what truth with a capital T is, and so you're getting the interface as it is. But just because you're all you're getting is the interface, and the truth and uh, the truth with a capital P for practicalism practices <laughs> or uh, whatever it is does not mean that like you you can't go beyond this a little bit because you kind of can actually to a certain extent it doesn't mean that what you're getting to is truth with capital t you're just getting to a point where you're understanding that uh and you're be, being you're able to kind of cross this sort of you're like one foot in to the practical realities of life and, and this kind of stuff and one for at the out the door where you're becoming aware of the implications and this kind of stuff. And we can get into why it's important to be in uh, in and out in this way as well in other episodes. But there really isn't a whole lot of uh, stuff that I can talk about with that right now. Um. So yeah, this is really what, what it is. Emotion, opinion, and belief versus reality. Which one are you going to? The problem is that you don't really know what you're going to go to. So you have to become aware of these things first. Become aware of the emotions, the opinions. How are they influencing you? Things like this. Uh, that's reality. Um, whereas normally what I've noticed is that See, because there's no, there's no like actual room for improvement. Usually, I've noticed it's either like all emotion, and this is not absolutely true. I'm I'm pointing out the extremes for a very specific purpose here, but I've noticed that like a lot of times this is true. It's like either emotion where it's like, oh, I need to be validated by my feelings and my emotions are true and this kind of stuff, or it's like all objectivity, like. Well, facts don't care about like, feelings and this kind of stuff. And it's just like, well, none of you are actually correct. And there's a reason why even if the people who think that facts don't care about their feelings, their, their feelings are controlling their facts and what they're seeing as facts. Uh, and they can't become aware of that because they have this mindset where it's like, well, the emotions don't matter. Your opinions don't matter. Even though what they're doing is they're spouting their opinions, they're spouting their emotions without them realizing because they're not aware of their emotions. And so the answer is not facts don't care about your feelings and to ignore slash deny slash suppress suppress emotions or feelings or whatever it is. It's actually 
to do something very, very radical, which is become aware of them, become aware of how they're influencing you, become aware of your thoughts, how they're influencing you, things like this. And notice the sort of contrast between your thoughts, the content of your thoughts versus reality. Like you might have this mindset that says like, oh, well, life should be all about love and uh, you know this kind of stuff and violence is wrong and this kind of stuff. Well, what do you see in reality? How does that contrast with reality? Why? The why is important here because if we're just if we're gonna understand why violence happens or why this mindset of like well love why like the, the Jesuses of the world don't really exist, we have to understand what is actually causing that in the first place. And that takes a lot of observing. It takes a lot of uh, contemplating, becoming aware of different elements of life and violence and stuff like this. Which is, is if you are stuck in emotions and the emotional mind and stuff like this, it's going to be very unpleasant for you because you're, you are sort of stuck in present moment level awareness. Or you're sort of stuck in this emotional mindset. I say so you have to become um, more able to notice present moment level awareness, or just awareness in general, as it's, as it is happening, and then go more specific and more specific and more specific and things like this. Um, there's a, there's a lot to go into there. And we can go into deeper details and, and this kind of stuff. But uh, anyways, hope you enjoy this episode, and I will talk to you on the next one, whenever that's going to be. I don't, I don't really know exactly, but yeah, it is what it is. I'll talk to you on the next one.